live from uh, live. No, we're from not Hollywood, California. No, we're not. And somewhere deep <laughs> inside the United Kingdom. No, we're it's not. It's the Andy That's and Amanda show. None of that is true. It's just now became a classic. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That part's true. This oh, is a program we do not want to featuring very special guests. Anyway. Anyway. Oh. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> you know, we, hey, boys. We have the Andy hey. Andrew Show. Join us 525988. I'm Andy Kimball, and we have with us also on the line is Amanda Love, live in Mexico. Wouldn't it be better if you put her someplace? It would wait, be. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Someplace where? <laughs> Yes. What's up? Hey, Amanda. Hey, my darling. Hey, How are you? I'm, I'm doing, doing great. Fun. Um, you know where I'm going? I'll tell you where I'm going. Where? Woo! The wizard. You bet. G.I. Jane was a joke. No! Yeah. I Did never mentioned G.I. Jane. <laughs> yeah, right. He's back. <laughs> I don't know. You never did what? Hey, man. Let's, let's kick off the show with a boogie. Well, that that's right. right. It's it. Yeah. Grading. I've got 
Oh, wow. Kenny! Republicans yeah. love it. Yeah, they do. I've been yes, caught they up do. in watching um, Stranger Things on Netflix. I love that, oh, really? that series. Oh, oh. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. But um, they, the, the fourth uh, series, because um, it is based in the 80s, which I love. Yeah. I love the fact that they've done that. And when they put the Kate the Kid Bush song, um, Running Up That Hill, and yeah. because it was in such a unique moment in the series, it went mad. Everybody went mad. They started downloading it again, and it became really high in the charts again. Um, so, yeah, everybody's been playing Kate Bush. Um, and let's face it, that song is, is legendary, right? Do you like it? Oh, yeah. Like Raving it? lunatics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Bring, bring back the gremlins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be right. <laughs> oh man, I just—it's annoying though because they in the last series, of course, they they do it in two parts. They put a cluster of episodes together, and then you got to wait until a certain date before they release the second cluster of episodes. And I'm like, come on, I got to wait there, till July first. Isn't there another Batman movie that's around the corner, or is that or did that already happen? I know they released one recently, haven't they? Called the Batman. Yes. Yeah, the Batman. That's right. You know, it's a, it's a shame that the Superman uh, movies uh, stopped. They didn't do that anymore. When, I think Superman got hurt or oh, killed by. We uh, call him Kryptonite. Kryptonite. Like, yeah, <laughs> thank you. yeah. I know. I love Superman. He's my hero. Yeah. Keep doing all these Batman movies, but but um, Superman was like really good. I, that was like you know. Yeah, I really loved. Um, 
the the one before Batman versus Superman. What was it called? I can't remember now. And the, the guy who played uh, Superman was epic. Christopher I mean, Reeves. The original, yeah, the guy. That's who the original one. Yeah. 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 Legendary. I did have a box set on DVD, I think, but I I don't have a couple of them. I don't know where they disappeared. So I don't know if I let people borrow them and never got them back. I don't know, but oh, um, oh. I know it happens. Um, yeah, still <laughs> bizarre. Superman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about you know- uh, Ben Affleck playing Batman? I think it would be wonderful. Well, he, he he has already, my darling. Oh. But it, it, <laughs> I <just> <laughs> 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 It's okay, Andy. It's okay, my yeah. darling. <laughs> uh, he was alright. I just I don't know. I don't know. I love all the different characters they've had. Um, I mean, characters. I mean, actors playing Batman. But um, Ben Affleck is Batman. I don't know. It's just. He's been in so much to me. He's been in so much tabloids, and it's like you got bored of him. I like the um, Christian Bell. Christian Bell think, was great. Yeah, I thought Keith Keith Ledger did a great job playing Batman. Uh, really? the Joker. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's, that's <good>. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, did you did you watch right? Did you watch the documentary about him? He 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 became the Joker. He studied it so much that his whole yeah. lifestyle became like living like the Joker. Wow, wow, wow! Hats off to him. I mean, uh, the thing is, it ended up really screwing him up that he took all that medication and just yeah. ended up dying. I mean, that's sad, isn't it? I mean, there's one thing about getting into a role, but that was just he took it to another level. It's incredible. Mm. I couldn't yeah. believe my eyes. No. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Especially the same. Stuff Sorry, sweetie. Went on, uh, Bane. How about the part? Um, Bane, the um, the villain of Batman, Bane. That guy, he had to do this. He had to get his body together, train, and everything to be Bane. Real muscular. He Bane was a a good character. Yeah. I was gonna say about actors like really, really taking it to another level to get you know their part into their part. Um, if you think about what happened to um uh what's his name who played um Bruce Almighty. Oh, I know. We all know him. Yeah, oh, 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 oh of course. Uh uh John uh, Heath Ledger. No. <laughs> oh. oh. No. Um you know Oh oh oh, 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 oh the comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh um uh help of me out, course. help me out. Uh, I can't uh, think of his name. I can see blind. him. Yeah. Darn, um, aren't we good here? Uh, of course, our audience probably knows. Mind it. Yeah, I can see him, but I just can't. Carrie. Carrie. Jim Carrey. John Carrey. John Carrey. John Carrey, yeah. Oh, my God. As we get yeah. on the show, our minds just go. It's crazy. Oh, Isn't it something? <laughs> yeah, oh, my goodness. And nearly lost himself completely in his character. That was scary. Yeah. Unbelievable. I thought you were supposed to say Don Wrinkles. Who? Don Wrinkles. Don Wrinkles. Yeah. Don Wrinkles? Who's Don Wrinkles? Yeah. <laughs> so I wish somebody would shut him the fuck up. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Please. Oh. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. Oh, remember Debbie yeah. Dimples? Debbie Dimples and um, the one that I was mentioned. Yeah. And Don, and Don Rinkles together. Oh, we can make a great porn film. <laughs> Debbie Dimples <laughs> and Don Rinkles, they even rhyme. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Love um, we're loving that. We're loving it. We are like we it. clear? Yeah, yeah, we are. Yes. We, have, we like that one. <laughs> Love I've got the theme. Awesome. I've got the theme music already queued up here for the movie, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. The latest from Debbie Dimples and John Wrinkles. Somebody make a either Netflix or something like this. Real funny. I remember a couple of years okay. back. I think it was called the Andy and Amanda Makeup. Oh. <laughs> no, but I I, um, I forget. Some of our listeners might remember the movie, but it was I think it was on Netflix or one of those streaming video. But it was a it was a it was a great movie and box office hit. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh, they whoa, can whoa. see my face. <laughs> <laughs> the human element is being removed. Yeah. Oh. Yes. yeah, I feel that quite often. Usually when I get up in the morning. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, you know. So, girl hanging. <laughs> you ready for this? Um, yes. I hope so. Sure. Uh, what? What was I going to say? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. The uh, um, the Fed chair, the chief of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, yeah. recently said that higher were, could very possibly cause a recession. But I have a question. Aren't we kind of in a recession in a way? Aren't uh, we in one now? Yes, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Do you know, I've seen gasoline prices here in California over $7 a gallon. And traffic in this state, in this area, at least around L.A. and probably around San Francisco and San Diego and I don't know, but at least I can speak for L.A. candidly, traffic is as it's ever been. I mean, it's it's the same as always. And you don't, and you know, people are going out to eat and people are doing their thing. And you, and you wonder how can the average middle class person with kids and expenses and mortgages or rents and car leases and everything else you have just to live your life – afford to live your life with with $7 a gallon and everything else going through the roof. If you want to fly anywhere from point A to point B, take a look at Expedia and all the airline fares and so forth. It's unreal. It unreal. Things are, and and you go to the food store. Do you know what a box of Cheerios costs now? Um, no. Seven, $71. Oh, 
No, no, no. That's no, bull. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, put the I, no, I put the decimal place in the, in the wrong spot. No, I've seen I cereal. I still got the holes in for that price. Seven, $7, $5.99, $6, $7 for, for a box of cereal here. Wow. And, and everything, crazy. you go to the food store, uh, one thing, and even Trader Joe's, and I, I'm a huge advocate of Trader Joe's. I just about lived there. I think it's everything they have is incredible, and it's so mm-hmm. much less expensive than, than your your Krager and your, your uh, uh, you know, a giant, I don't know what food, uh, you know, your, your uh, food stores across the country, different cities, Barrel different, pickles. You know, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. But, but Trader Joe's is like pretty incredible. But the, even their prices have gone up slightly, and I mean slightly, not a lot. Trader, I re- mm-hmm. If you haven't been to Trader Joe's yet, folks, if you live near one, wherever you are in the United States, um, Cornell, you know Trader Joe's, right? In yes, man, they have, the, they have the best meat, and it's fresh, and the food, and Oh, pickles, yeah. Oh, everything you get at Trader Joe's, unless there's something you as, a, but everything you get at Trader Joe's is really, really, really good. I don't know if it's credit to their buyers or how they do what they do, whatever it is, but mm. um, they're owned by the same company that owns uh, Aldi. I've heard of Aldi. It's a chain. I think it's a discount yeah. food chain. Yeah, Aldi, Aldi. same company. Yeah, owns, yeah Aldi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aldi, yeah. same company owns Trader I'm Joe's. Yeah. yeah. I really? I often no. go there to shop. <clears throat> yeah. How is how's Aldi? The food's there pretty good too, right? Oh, In yeah. Aldi? I mean, obviously, no matter what, what yeah, supermarket you go to, you're going to find something that you don't like. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah, obvious. Of course. But yeah. the, the prices are phenomenal. I can get like nearly twice the amount of shopping, way less, and it tastes just as fantastic as any other supermarket, and they're absolutely fantastic. Like, the, like you said, I love the meat. Their vegetables are great. They tend to get in more organic than a lot of other food stores here in the UK, which is amazing as well. And, um, yeah, I rate them, like, 12 out of 10. You know, they're just like... Yeah. Um, mm. Mm. Bring, bring mm. back Passmark. Mm. I'm I remember Passmark. I want... There's no all in California. I know there's, they're, they're scattered throughout the United States, but at least there's none here in LA that I know. But anyway, I... I I, I, it's so cool that you know of them in the UK, uh, man, that have been yeah. there. But it's the same owner as Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's was started by a guy at one time way back when. As a matter of fact, I live right near the very, very first Trader Joe's ever. Um, mm. A little store, a little parking lot still. I can't believe there's, there's no accidents there, but such a congested little parking lot. A mm. lot of the Trader Joe's stores have got are bigger. But um, whenever you get there, and just like Aldi, I guess. But I, I don't know if the foods are exactly the same. I don't think they are. I think they're similar. But, Probably not, but yeah, right. it's still really, really good. Yeah, really good. and and uh, I don't know about Aldi again, but I know at Trader Joe's the prices have gone up just a little bit compared to Krager and some of the other big national chains. Where, you, as I said before, a box of cereal yeah. it's through the roof. You go, you buy a can of soup. I mean, everything is 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 up. And and I'm not, yeah. I can't blame a can of soup for being more expensive on Russia. I'm sorry, you know, it just ain't ain't happening. No, you know? no. Um, but when and, you think about yeah. yeah when you think about what you know how how do we as consumers as citizens just you know living life going out there existing in the world how do we define a recession really when you think about what a recession is um meaning the term of what it is it refers to a a very large you know a decline in economic activity which is 
contained or designated in any particular region. So, for example, the United States would be, you know, a a region, for you know, right? Yeah. So, uh, but but it's reflected in terms of economic terms by the GDP in conjunction with indicators, you know, uh, rises in unemployment, um, decrease in spending, blah 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 blah. But the interesting thing is right now that there are there are more job opportunities than are are people taking those jobs. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of jobs out there. There's a yeah. lot of jobs. And, and and there's you know, you go through anywhere, at least where I am, and you know, we're hiring, we're hiring, we're hiring, we're hiring. And and we had all these um uh, these um unemployment benefits relating to COVID where the feds kicked in a an an extra percentage on top of what normal unemployment would be. And you had people making more money on unemployment than they were working. And then they decided during that period of collecting that money um, that, hey, you know, I'm not going to go back to that job where I made minimum wage or close to minimum wage. I want to find something where I can go out and make some more money. I don't blame them. I think that's a good thing. Um, So you're finding, you know, these, these jobs typically associated with, some of the fast food chains, um, you know, mini marts, uh, you know, uh, hardware, you know, cashier type positions, which would be at least an entree position when you're first getting hired that would be more associated with a, a minimum wage than perhaps a somebody's been there for a while or a manager or so forth. And these folks are not are saying, you know what, you gonna if you want me to go work that cash register, you want to go back to me and work at that fast food restaurant, got to pay me more. I'm not yeah. doing it. Seven bucks an hour ain't cutting it, dude. And yeah. and and they're right. And and I, I, not that I buy uh, Big Macs, we recall them, or, or Wendy's, whatever it is, or Burger King, Whopper, or whatever they are. Um, yeah. But if I was was in the market and I did eat more of that food, I'd be willing to pay more for it if it meant paying an employee more money. That's just me. Yeah. 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 It's crazy times yeah. we live in right now. I mean, it's got me pretty worried if i'm honest with the way things are going because yeah you know, prices are going up for every single thing and things are getting worse in the world you know we've only yeah. just recovered or started to recover from this COVID situation and the economy hasn't recovered and we're mm-hmm. just you know all feeling pretty much screwed at the moment and we're trying to do our best to get our careers and, and work moving we are and, it, this is yeah. it's a crazy it's a crazy time and and you also think about the, the kind of unusual circumstance right now economically yeah. and and other things that are going to world as well of course but um is that normally a recession is is associated with what i just said previously a rise in unemployment but we're not really seeing a a, a huge amount of layoffs we're seeing people wanting to hire people to go to work and higher prices yeah. across the board and everything. So that's kind of yeah. weird. And and, yeah. and I don't know about where you are, Cornell, or Amanda, where you are down south of us here, down in Mexico. But as I just said, there's an awful lot of traffic out there, and, and gas prices are through the roof. So I, I don't know how – I have an electric car. Yeah. I, you know, it, it, it costs me next point. Yeah. And Maybe. it costs me next hmm? – Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, it, I was going to say it costs me next to nothing to go – to drive from point A to point B in an electric vehicle it costs me very, very little, and I, yeah. I pass these I pass these gas stations where where, where six something a gallon, seven something a gallon. I'm like, how do people do it? Holy crap! It's like going shopping. Yeah. When I put gas in my car, I feel like I I done went to the grocery store. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I can imagine. 
and, and, and we do, yeah. Store, and then when I go to the grocery store, I feel like I'm paying my mortgage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, we do have, I do have an SUV, you know, I have a Ford Flex and also a Ford Focus. You know, the Focus is, is the Flex for an SUV ain't bad, actually, but here's the deal. So what we'll, we do typically in the Flex is put $20 of gas in at a time. So even let it go down to half a tank, a three-quarter tank, boom, 20 bucks more, 20 bucks more. Whatever yeah. that $20 buys is what we put in the tank. So 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 I'm not I'm not going to say, well, even though if I brought it down to zero and filled it up at from some dollars, which would be yeah. absolutely ludicrous, we just put $20 like in. And whatever that $20 is, that's what it is. If yeah. gas is $3 a gallon or gas is $7 a gallon, $20 is all you're getting. And and I guess that's as far as we'll go in that car, you know. And the thing is, as well, they they rely on us um, feeding into what we need because yeah. you know even if they hike prices up for gas and, and food, people are still going to go and get these things because they've come to rely on it so much. We need it. Well, we need food anyway. Let's face it. <laughs> but with, with yeah. gas and stuff, yes, all right. There will be people who are making cuts here and there, maybe ride into work or catching, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting a ride with multiple people to save on on fuel and stuff like that. And um, there's many ways to do it, catch a bus, and even those prices are going up. So I mean, it, it is a uh, very difficult. But there, like you said, there's still as many people on the road because they're relying on that. So they they kind of they push themselves to pay those prices and end up sacrificing here and there with other things um, or running up a debt on their credit yeah. card um, and things that just end up getting worse and worse. Um, scary, what's scary a, a bit is they're saying, you know, everything's high, gas prices are ridiculous, airline travel, car rentals ridiculous. But here's what we have to realize. We just went through one of the most terrifying disasters in our history around the world, not yeah. just the United States, but speaking about the United States. And I know we have listeners around the world, but this is, this is a global crisis. And now suddenly, well, not suddenly, but over a short period of time, uh, we're kind of, we're vaccinated, we're getting over it. The, the spike protein, the coronavirus has uh, uh, tossed and tumbled and migrated into a, a, a less, for the most part, a, a less, um, uh, you know, dangerous virus. Um, yes. And you're seeing people now, there, there are no mask mandates now on planes and airports and, you know, trying to get, you know, life back to some degree of normalcy. And yeah. what we're seeing, people coming out of their of the woodwork, and because suddenly we're, we're coming from a lockdown to, hey, 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 right? Um, we're seeing the demand for gas go through the roof because there's so many more cars suddenly on the road. We're not in COVID anymore. So that has something to do with it. You know, it, and it's a very rare combination of economic and also geopolitical forces that have um, manifested, you know, manifested themselves and, and kind of taken shape within uh, our society and, and and are visible at the gas pump. When you look at yeah. the the economy's rapid recovery, and man has it from the pandemic, uh, demand goes up, prices go higher. Hey, let's take advantage of yeah. it. Right, yeah. uh, and then and then on top of that, okay, so that's a b, the invasion of Ukraine leading to a global backlash against Russia, which does produce more oil than all but two other countries in the entire world. Right. Yeah. So 
we have Russia's oil stopping. We have an increase in demand. We have some gouging by corporate America, and there's no question that that's happening as well. There's no question that the gas companies are doing what they do, and that's creating a profit for the people who buy stocks in their companies. They want to put cash in their pockets, and there's no question that that is also driving this. And I've, I think I've said on the show, I've actually heard um, some of the CEOs by the leading oil producers in the United States say, independently, not together, that th- there is no oil sur- uh, shortage here, but our job, our mission as a CEO is to put is to line the pockets of our shareholders. Yeah. And they are indeed, now I'm not saying that's, that's why we're paying so much at the pump, but that is a contributing factor along with the, the uh, Russia invading Ukraine and the sudden demand for gas. Bam. If you look at, if you look at fuel gas prices, where they've come from, they've more than, what, doubled or something uh, in two years? They, they went from, uh, you know, February... Let me see if I look this up. Do, 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 gas prices, two years. Let me see. Here we go. Here we go. Gas prices, what, $3? You look at February. Let me get this down. What's the average here? Okay, just picking any month. I'm going to pick February of 2020, $2.53 a gallon. Right? $37.95 to fill up a 15-gallon car, right? April 2020. April 2020, midst of COVID. Demand's way down, right? A dollar ninety-four a gallon, thirty bucks, less than thirty bucks, twenty-nine dollars to fill up the same car. Right. April twenty four dollars and twenty-one cents, or sixty-three dollars and fifteen cents to fill up a fifteen-gallon car. June thirteenth, last week, five dollars and one cent average. $75.15 to fill up the same car. So we went from $37 in February 2020, COVID, forget that, it went down to, to 30 bucks, right? But mm-hmm. to now, it went from $37 to $75 in two years. Now Whoa. you tell me that person who's driving that 15-gallon capacity car has gotten a double pay raise to, to, for, to, so their life doesn't have to change. No, they haven't. Nor can the companies who employ that person afford to give to double their, their employees' salaries across the board. Yeah. So, and, and now what they're talking about is what, what Biden's trying to get Congress to do here in the United States is to declare a tax holiday. This has to pass through Congress, which would yeah. mean you don't pay federal tax on gas for however long. Now, what does that save us? That saves us a whopping... 18 cents a gallon. And when you're paying $7 here in California, a gallon or more, 18 cents, you can take it or leave it. It ain't going to help me much. I guess on a full tank of gas, whatever, a couple bucks, whatever, I guess it's better than nothing. But but we need to do better than that. And here's the tragedy of all this, that Biden and the Democratic administration has nothing to do with any of it directly. There's nothing that Biden did that is causing that cost that 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 box of, cere- of Cheerios to go from four or five dollars to seven dollars, whatever it is, yeah. depending on where you live. What did Biden do? Go to General Mills and say charge more for your cereal? No, he, he had nothing to do with what corporations do. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the, the fact. He, he, what he did do is do an amazing job in containing the coronavirus, which Trump failed at miserably. And we yeah. 
tremendous amount of hours on the show before the vaccines and when this when we're experiencing, you know, four thousand people dying a day in this country alone. Yeah, yeah. And and Biden sitting there saying, oh, it's gonna, you know, we went. I'm not gonna rehash that. But anyway, so so Biden has done an amazing job in in containing this this virus. Uh, when he took office and he set, he made a commitment, a lot of other things going on. Here's what I'm gonna do, and he did it. He did it with the help of many others, of course. He didn't do it alone. Um, and and what and did he invade Ukraine? No. Did he did did he suddenly yeah. say, "Hey, everybody's going back to a normal life, so therefore it's going to drive up demand for gas, and therefore people are going to charge more for gas, and we need more gas. We have to do more things to get it. Got to drive up the prices." Did Biden do that? So is this why we shouldn't reelect him? Is this why we sh- you know we we are in danger right now in this country? We are in a very yes, precarious sir. position right now in this country because if we start. If we, if we, if the GOP, not the GOP, but the Trump GOP, begins to take regional, statewide, and national offices in this country, we are up shit's creek. We are in really, really tough. I would, I would think about, you know, Amanda, wasn't it about a week ago you and I were talking about the the happiness index in Sweden and Denmark and also the UK when we were talking about healthcare availability in UK and education availability in UK. If you went to the public colleges there. And and the you happiness and remember yeah. and remember we talked about the happiness index in those countries. Oh right? my goodness, yeah. Right? Absolutely. I think that was a week or two ago, I forget, it wasn't long ago. But but um and, and we look at this country now and, and I don't know if you've been following the hearings, um uh Amanda or, or Cornell, the or our listeners. I'm hoping I'm hoping that some of you, if not able to watch it live on TV or monitor it on radio, whatever it might be, that you do go home at night and at least play or, or, or skim through some of the testimonies and see the videos of witnesses of the insurrection and what led up to it. This has Donald Trump written all over it. If this man is not indicted, I might have to parade around in a mankini and do the show live in the mankini. <laughs> I've been waiting for uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago? Now, nearly two years ago, we've been saying about getting this mankini. Do you, do you, remember, do you remember I said if, if Trump if Trump wins, I was yeah. going to have pictures on our website of me in the mankini, and I would have embarrassingly yeah. enough done it. Tried to yeah. keep my girl figure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But oh but if, if 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 Trump there is it's spelled out and here's here's you know and I'm not going to just go in and and rehash the entire you know we'll probably have a show dedicated to our summary of of this when this kind of wraps up rather than just give you you know uh, highlights of bits and pieces along the way I'd rather wait till it's over and then really have an in depth conversation and bring in guest panelists and and talk about it deeply but but for right now. Um, and I'm not going to spoon feed you as to what happened. Every, you know, CNN, Fox. Well, no, no, no. I heard somebody. I think it was Sean Hannity on Fox News. The okay. first, the first, the first day of hearings, right? Oh, yeah. Um, he, Fox News uh, said, um, "Hey, um, during Antifa, which is not a group of people, it's a philosophy, a political thought, a philosophy. It's not a group. There is no Antifa group. I belong to it. Nothing you can become a member of. But anyway, okay. so he said, Antifa." Did you ever see Congress having hearings regarding the destruction of the Antifa riots? Did, did they have congressional hearings about those? How come they're having congressional hearings about an insurrection and a takedown of democracy, and they're not having one about the Antifa protests? 
that's pretty much what they said. They didn't use the words, how come we're not having uh, – uh, they didn't use the words uh, insurrection or takedown of our democracy, and they came damn close to it. Um, and how come we didn't have these same hearings regarding, quote-unquote, Antifa riots? Yeah. A small group yeah. of thugs were responsible for some of the destruction that occurred during those otherwise very, very peaceful protests, not riots, but protests. The small group of thugs, given excuse for, for to join anything where they can cause chaos, they will. It doesn't matter what the cause is. That, that fragment of society does exist out there. Um, and it was a small group compared to the, the, the thousands of people who peacefully demonstrated uh, during the George Floyd uh, murder and so forth and other events that occurred during that time. Um, but, you, but you were looking here at an attempted overthrow of our democracy, and it's as clear as day. And it was all orchestrated mm. by Donald Trump and by John Eastman, his attorney. He fired his campaign staff and campaign managers, and even his family told him January 6th. And leading up to January 6th, Dad, you lost the election. And, and during, this, during this insurrection where people lost their lives, right, he's watching television for two hours. While people are trying to call him and tell him, stop it, stop it, stop it, you can do this. And, and this is what he wanted to happen. Yeah, he wanted to have this happen, and and it, and there's evidence of this leading up to January 6th. Not on just January 6th. January 6th isn't the problem. The issue is the attempt to overthrow our government and keep somebody who lost a, a national election in power through 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 means that violate our own very United States Constitution. Yeah, and know what know, know what they said? Eastman says, "Well, let the, let go ahead. They go to Georgia." They go to Arizona. They tell the secretaries of state in those in those states to go ahead and uh, and, and appoint fake electors. And fake electors actually had meeting. They're going to send these fake electors to Washington to replace the actual electors, the electoral electors that Pence had in hand, the real bona fide electors, which the American people voted for and and sent them to put our next president in place. Would it would have been Trump or not? In this case, Trump lost the election by a lot. Right? So fake electors, fake illegal electors had meetings that they were actually going to go ahead and and hope that Pence was going to disqualify the real electors that were expressing the will of the American people and put in fake electors that would have disqualified all the votes for, for, for Biden to put Trump in. That was actually happening. That was actually occurring. Why? Because Trump, Giuliani... Eastman, they said it could be done. Know what they said? Eastman said, well, do it. He's talking to the Secretary of State. Why don't you just do that? And the Secretary said, I can't do that. It's against my faith. It's against my will. It's against, my, it's against my, the oath that I took as Secretary of State. It's against my oath I took as Attorney General, if the case might be, in that state. And they made all these calls to all these states, all the, all this, the, the states that, that, that they figured were key states that made the difference between Biden and Trump winning. They called the Secretary of State. They, they, several times, Giuliani calls several times. The guy won't even take his call, and you hear the voice recording, you hear the voicemail. Hey, I understand, uh, I understand that uh, you're not taking my call, but I have some serious things I need to, to express to you. Like, uh, go ahead and fire the electors. Don't count them. Just put our fake ones in. Yeah. And, uh, and these folks, you know what they did? They, and these are people who were Trump supporters in Arizona. Secretary of State, this guy, was a, he lobbied for Trump. He worked for Trump. He wanted Trump to win. Trump lost. He did what he had to do. Put, you know, he said, you know, Arizona is going for, you know, I'm not going to overturn our electors. And 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 Trump and Eastman and Giuliani 
and and Poole, what's that woman's name? I forget the attorney, whatever her name was. Somebody Poole, uh, Sydney Sydney Powell. I'm sorry, Sydney Powell. Um, yeah. They all wanted to tell these oh, these officials in these states um, to to l- just do it anyway, and then let the courts sort it out. And Eastman said, Trump's counsel said, the courts won't even touch it. The courts won't. It's at politics. The courts won't touch it. Thereby, Trump will get in again. Done deal. Yeah, this is absolutely unbelievable. You see this on on reeling before your eyes during these hearings. It is absolutely unreal. There's so much evidence that Donald J. Trump is the root and the basis of this. If he is not indicted, it truly says that the president of the United States is indeed, in fact, above the law. That's what it says. Wow. If this were anybody else, if this were any other citizen in the United States, we'd be in jail. You'd be bringing us cookies on Sunday, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. Oh, and I'm sad to say she would yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's crazy. You can make us some cookies and send it to us, you know? You want me you, to make you, you cookies? Yes. You want some cookies? Yes. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> This, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's crazy, though. It's like... Yeah. That's what yeah, I do. Yeah, feel that way, for sure. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, it does. Oh, well. Yeah. No, but see, yes, yeah. I understand. It is. I, it makes me angry. And, and so often, I just don't say anything to people because you can get into a really lengthy... Um, discussion with people and they, they, they come at you with their views and you go at them with your views and you get irritated well I do anyway but 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 the whole thing is this that there are no views to to have you know you you exactly the law, the law on the law evidence is evidence testimony is testimony under oath you yes. uh, if, if if somebody says well I have an opinion you're entitled to your opinion but that doesn't mean your opinion is the facts of, of the truth that you know we have to we have to Address truth and facts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Truth, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I don't yeah. know if you, go, I don't know if Cornell heard this, but we we do have a little, a few highlights that I'd like to play for you. Um, <laughs> um, that Amanda and I heard, uh, I think last week. Uh, Cornell missed this, but for those of uh, our, our listeners that that didn't get to hear this, um, you know, judge for yourself. You take a listen to this, and you and you judge for yourself. These are just a few highlights that we were able to pick up uh, from the January 6th congressional hearing now taking place in Washington. No, I'm telling you, if Pence came, we're going to drag motherfuckers through the streets. Then President Donald Trump riling up his supporters on January 6, 2021. And directing their anger towards Vice President Mike Pence. Mike Pence is going to have to come through for us, and if he doesn't, that will be a, a sad day for our country. Trump personally putting the pressure on Pence in a tense phone call that morning. He called him a wimp. With a different tone than I'd heard him take um, with the vice president before. Do you remember what she said? That there are two different types of orgasms, a vaginal and a clitoral one, and that the woman who needs clitoral stimulation is an immature woman. It has become evident to me all as Trump had been told repeatedly that Pence had no authority to simply reject state's electoral college votes as he presided over the congressional certification of the 2020 election. Was it your impression that the vice president had directly conveyed his position on these issues to the president, not just to the 
world through a dear colleague letter, but directly to President Trump. It has become evident to me. The committee focusing today on the role of Trump attorney John Eastman, who pushed the theory that the vice president could overturn Joe Biden's victory. All we are demanding of Vice President Pence is this afternoon at 1 o'clock, he let the legislatures of the state look into this so we get to the bottom of it. Privately, White House officials were alarmed and pushed back on Eastman. Yeah, they thought he was crazy. I said, are you out of your effing mind? What? Are you, are you out of your mind? Even Fox News personality Sean Hannity sending these text messages to White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, saying on January 5th, I'm very worried about the next 48 hours. But as he was peddling the theory, Eastman knew it was bogus, writing in October 2020 that nowhere does it suggest that the President of the Senate gets to make the determination on his own. Pence's formal counsel recalling Pence deliberations in the White House, including this demand from Eastman on January 5th that I no longer have a strong enough political base in the Congress to justify continuing that effort. As long as there was such a base, I felt strongly that it was necessary to see the constitutional process through to its conclusion, that to do otherwise would be unfaithful to the spirit of that deliberately difficult process and a dangerously destabilizing precedent for the future. What most surprised me about that meeting was that when Mr. Eastman came in, um, he said, here I come to save the day. I'm here to really? request that you reject the electors. He came in and um, expressly requested that. And as Trump and Pence were privately sparring about the vice president's role, Trump issued a statement saying he and the vice president were in total agreement that Pence had the power to act. We were shocked and disappointed uh, because whoever had written and put that statement out, it was categorically untrue. The message came from Trump. He dictated, uh, he dictated most of it. Had Trump succeeded, former Judge Michael Ludig offering this stark warning. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the force. I believe in miracles. Where from? You said the thing. Believe would have been tantamount to a revolution. The first constitutional crisis since the founding of the Republic. Now we're also learning that John Eastman asked to be included in a potential list of pardons in the aftermath of January 6th. Now, he did not cooperate with the committee. In fact, he, when he was brought before them, he actually pleaded the fifth many times when they asked a number of questions. Dr. Eastman did not receive his presidential pardon. So let's see what Dr. Eastman did as a result when he was deposed by this committee. <laughs> I said, good, John. Now I'm going to give you the best free legal advice you're ever getting in your life. Get a great effing criminal defense lawyer. You're going to need it. I assert my Fifth Amendment right. I assert my Fifth Amendment right. I assert my Fifth Amendment right. 
Dr. Eastman pled the fifth a hundred times. Anyway, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. There'll be a more. A little bit like, pop up just cracked me up. Yeah, they'll, they'll be, <laughs> tune into the Andy and Mandy show, folks. Our number here to get on board is 515-605-9888. Feel free to email the show. Give us your input, your thoughts, your opinions at the Andy and Amanda show at gmail.com. Hey, you know, um, I contacted uh, – actually, I was in touch with a few people over the past couple of weeks having to deal with the really depressing subject of dealing with grief from a loved one, really? a friend, family, or me, uh, who passed away, who died as a result of fentanyl poisoning, of a drug overdose oh, doing really? fentanyl. And uh, my uh, sister's oldest, my nephew, died of a fentanyl um, at age of 25. Um, another, I guess, I don't know if on the other my wife's side of the family, her her brother's wife, whatever that makes to me, um, um, sister... Anyway, another distant relative, something like that. Yeah, yeah, sister, whatever. They they entered their – they tried to get hold of their son for a long time, and there was no answer, and they went to his house or apartment. They couldn't open the door. They finally got something to open the door with, and they walked inside, 24 years old, and he was blue. He was dead, fentanyl. He wasn't even a big-time user. He bought something from somebody, and he died, yeah. Yeah, these young kids were doing fentanyl. Oh, it's amazing! God. And and this kid, this kid uh, um, uh, that I just spoke of uh, was 24 years old. His dad found him, and he lived uh, with his dad, and they had a very, very close relationship. So it was devastating, incredibly devastating to his dad. His dad has gone on to write uh, a series of books uh, oriented to children, to kids, in in yeah. in, a, in, a, in a way that they would find, you know, as much as you can find. Um, engaging. Let's, I was going to use another word, but engaging um, in how how to deal with grief at that age. If you lost your brother, your sister, an uncle, a dad, whoever it might be, uh, son overdose, bam. Uh, so he's going to come on the show. Uh, I'm going to have my sister come on the show, and, and now he, is my sister including this because she lost her son, my nephew, uh, but she's also a family therapist, and uh, um, the, uh, the, the person who sold. The fentanyl, or the the fentanyl-laced opium, to my nephew is in jail now for murder, just of my wow. nephew. Yeah, they, he's in jail waiting for their hearings, but he's in jail. And we're also mm-hmm. going to have, uh, so we're going to have Ken and yeah, and we're going to have my sister on, and we're also going to have a woman. And excuse me for not remembering her name just now because I just met her today online. Um, somebody who lost her husband. Um, who's written several books on dealing with grief, having to do with fentanyl, and we will we will address this. I mean, this fentanyl issue. Um, I mean, we lost over seventy thousand folks uh, last year um, due to fentanyl poisoning, and that number is going through the roof. It's much higher now, as we might yeah. recall. Prince died of fentanyl overdose. Uh, wow. Fentanyl, fentanyl, fentanyl yeah. is what killed Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, My goodness. And and what they're doing is is these these drug uh, dealers or, or or you know mixers whatever are using fentanyl to replace uh, opium. Uh, fentanyl is ten oh, times right. ten times and they'll use opium, but then they lace it with fentanyl to decrease the amount of opium, right? Oh my goodness. Uh, and fentanyl has ten times the effect of opium. So a, a literally a tiny. Oh, hello? It just 
I get cut off. No, um, no the um, the um, that's, that happened, didn't happen on the last on Friday show as well. We had uh, Michael Tinhorn on the uh, as a guest. I got cut off, I think. But you guys were talking. I don't think you knew the difference. I got I got off and got back on again. But uh, uh, now I figured yeah. I, now I figured out how to get back on. Uh, I can do that. So if that in the, looking ahead, if I suddenly okay. disappear, I'll come back on. Yeah. When you disappear, Amanda said, "This is the Andy Kimball show." <laughs> 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 oh my I'm god. Crazy. I wonder what those three beats are. There goes do 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 and then yeah. it it's on. like um a phone, isn't it? The phone makes that noise sometimes when you're trying it's, to it's probably a warning. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's happened several times. It's happened several yeah. times. You know what I mean? One day. You're a contemptible lowlife for talking this way about this country. Oh, man. You're a contemptible lowlife for talking this way. Yeah, yeah. How rude is that person? Hush now. Yeah. Andy was talking about something very serious. I was. So your sister's going to come on. That is great. I mean, yeah, yeah, my sister. Oh, yeah, I was saying, oh, I'm sorry, I got like a, the, uh, the third person. We're going to have a panel. We're going to have a panel discussion on the show uh, discussing uh, fentanyl, discussing OD, discussing grief. Um, and it should be a fascinating, fascinating show um, that I look forward to, uh, to moderating, uh, if you will, and, and having our panelists really, you know, uh, it'll be fascinating. We'll, we'll all be on board. We'll all be, Amanda will be on board, Cornell will be on board, I'll be here, and we'll have uh, guest panelists. Uh, addressing this uh, devastating uh, topic. I'm not sure what we're going to do it in July. I'm not exactly sure when, but stay tuned, okay. folks. It's going to be a fascinating show. Uh, all awesome. we'll have on uh, uh, is um, you know we just had Michael Tin Tom Tinhorn Tin Tom Tin Tinhorn You said Tin <laughs> We're just waiting for the the lion and um, the scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, darling. Yes. My, we're just joking. Michael, we're going to have through uh, Mike is be able uh, through his he he's got as we spoke of we've had him on our shows a couple times now but he has and we have mentioned uh, the amazing musicians that he has performing with him and recorded with him. Uh, one of which is none other than the great Mike Garson, who was David Bowie's keyboard player for 40 years. Mike was on every album except his last one when Bowie didn't tell his his friends and, and musicians that he was dying of cancer. So Bowie brought in other musicians to record that last album. 
But aside oh. that best album, um, uh, Mike was on every Bowie album, on, on Ziggy Stardust and all the live albums, Loud and Sane. To hear this guy play keyboard is absolutely amazing. And you would hear him with Michael's uh, music, Michael Tinholm's music, man. Um, does an amazing job just listening to Michael play with Mike Garson in the background. Um, but anyway, Mark Garson, the David uh, Bowie's keyboard player, will be joining the Andy and Amanda show uh, in the very near future as well. And let's look forward to that. So we we have a whole bunch of really cool things happening here um, on the show. And also, uh, as I think I, we were talking about the NAM show, uh, of course, several times, and I mentioned that um, I saw a all-female uh, Aerosmith tribute band that blew the socks off. I mean, they were incredible. Wow. They, blew, oh, they were amazing. Uh, that band is going to be, or at least a few members of that band, uh, are going to be joining us on the Andy and Amanda show. So we, we have a lot of real fun stuff coming up. All, and as you can see, yeah. we're kind of, you know, politics, music, entertainment, um, psychology, spirituality, religion, sex, more sex. Oh, excuse me, uh, uh, spirituality. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we, we, yeah, uh, we, we talk about, you know, it makes the show fun and interesting and diverse. And we invite your participation. Absolutely. And uh, your emails and your comments, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm excited. And, and Amanda, you're in about a month's time. You're headed back to the UK. Oh, less than a month. I'm counting the days. Man, not because I've I want to be here, but because it's like I'm enjoying myself so much. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You, you know. You know. Um, I have all these intros and all these music clips and things that talk about you being in the UK and, and me being here that, I, 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 that are, are chomping at the bits to get played on our show again. So, Aww. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, blow the dust off them, bring them back. <laughs> and and yeah. what we didn't talk to Cornell about yet is Cornell. Cornell, because this is your department. Um, yeah. You know, when we did the show, during this time period, yeah. I think it was 5 or 6 p.m. Pacific time, 8, 9 p.m. your time, Cornell East Coast. Uh, and we were five days a week, actually. And Amanda had to get up yeah. at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning to do the show from the Ooh. U.K., which she, which she did, right? Oh, I stayed up. I didn't go to bed. I oh, my God. I was literally you... from Krakatoan right through to about 4 in the morning. <laughs> Holy oh, crap. Yeah. More power to you. So to, you. Avoid, <laughs> to avoid that, exactly. So to avoid that, when Amanda returns, we're going to have to change the time again as to when we go live okay. on the on Coast to Coast, on the Andy and Amanda show. So we'll have to talk yeah. about that. And folks, stay tuned. We'll put it on the web. We'll put it on social media. Uh, so I know we have a lot of live listeners and uh, people who follow the show. And we are going to be uh, you know, in a different time period uh, sometime in July. What we talked yeah. about, Cornell, is we'll probably take a we'll probably take a little bit of time off from the show and then come back on at our new time after our little break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we will discuss that because we got a lot of work to do because we going to shop some deals. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and we have we have some radio stations which we've been handed a list of which we haven't begun diving into yet that we we actually might be taking the show to commercial radio. Um, soon i mean i hope you know we'll see we'll see anyway we do have to get out of here this has been fun a lot on our mind i'm just you know sorry to carry on about this congressional thing and donald trump i'm just, no, it's just you know no. it's unreal it's just unreal and uh, we'll be following if they go on back they go on back again tomorrow the congressional hearings pick up again i'm looking forward to seeing what comes up tomorrow oh, but, yeah. uh, anyway cool. so um this has been fun amanda do it to it, babes. Yes. We'll see everybody Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. 
Alrighty then. So on behalf of my wonderful co-host, Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, myself, Amanda Love, here in Mexico, and our wonderful coordinator, Cornel Butler from Delaware. We thank you so much for joining the show and uh, listening to us waffle on. We love you and we appreciate your support. Catch us again on Friday and take care. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And let's let's wrap up the show with some more boogie.